Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Carter and Jacob here this week as we talk through Genesis 32 through 35 in week 13 of the Genesis Journal. Through these chapters, we're going to talk about in our initial thoughts the effects of sin in Jacob's life. It really comes to light as he meets his brother Esau as they've been separated for years and come back together. And then we highlight a good character trait in Jacob for the spotlight this week, which will give us a great challenge for our week in D-Groups. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, Jacob, uh, we're in week 13 of the Genesis Journal, starting on page 173. We're in Genesis 32 through 35. Uh, what are your initial thoughts for this week as we move ahead in Genesis? Well, I think there's a, a key theme as, uh, as you read this week that uh, sin in our life creates division, creates conflict creates fear i think we see the the lasting effects of sin uh what i was reminded about this week as i as i read specifically in in the lives of jacob and esau and specifically even more specific in in the life of jacob as he's preparing to meet his brother and in the midst of that preparation, he's got great anxiety. He's got great fear about what Esau is going to do to him because how he sinned against his brother uh, earlier on in life. And so, so many times I think we've got this deceit that the devil deceives us saying, well, if I, you know, I can sin in this specific area right now uh, and, you know, it'll be okay Right after after the act of sin, that sin goes away. And in this, you know, in this text, especially in chapter thirty-two, I think that we see the lasting effects of sin. As Jacob was preparing to meet his brother, he had anxiety about what his brother was going to do to him. He had he feared his brother. He was trying to bribe his brother by giving him all of these things, hopefully, so that his brother won't harm him or hold a grudge against him. And all of this was because of one act of sin in his life that has now lingered for 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 years uh, to come. And in reality, you know, Esau was going to welcome his brother, as we see how the story plays out. He he forgave his brother. He loved his brother. He showed grace to his brother. But it didn't, That even that forgiveness still created anxiety about, uh, uh, in Jacob's heart, about was this forgiveness sincere? Was it real? Or was he going to get mad at him in the future? So this one sin crea- created turmoil in in Jacob's life and in his heart. And so I, I think that can come, uh, uh, I think that can hit home for us. I know there's sin in my life that, you know, still gives me and motives and how I do things that, that can come up that give me anxiety for, for, you know, in relationships in the future. And so this is a, 
uh, he, for me, it just pointed to the seriousness of every sin in my life and how that once the act of sin, the consequence, it, once the act of sin is over, the consequence of sin is lasting uh, for, for, for a time to come. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. And what's interesting about this story, the consequences of sin seem to be hit harder on Jacob than it did Esau. I mean, Esau was mad at the beginning of this story with his brother, but it ends up looking like that, you know, Esau reached some level of forgiveness from for his brother in this separation mm. between the brothers. And Jacob just kept struggling with this and struggling with mm, this. That's good. And the consequences were, yeah, were uh, really tearing him apart in the inside. Yeah, it's good. So I, I just think about like, even Jacob, like I, I think about in my life that once I have uh, wronged someone or did something out of selfish ambition like in the in the future it's hard to know if i'm reacting in the future with pure motives or if it's as a bribery or when i do things am i trying to do things so that i'll make a name for myself or am I doing things that I love for God and love for others? And Jacob here, I don't think he can even discern. He thinks he's blessing Esau with all this stuff and all this stuff. But I think in the story, it's clear that, yeah, he was giving a lot of stuff away, but it was really all to protect him uh, and to to bring reconciliation uh, to him and his brother. And so it's really with selfish motives. And all of this, once again, you know, starts with a, a prior sin. So I'm trying to cover up and cover up and cover up. And so this is a, uh, this should really make us check our heart in the things that we're doing and see, ask ourselves, what past sins in my life are still affecting me today? All right, guys, so we're in the week 13 spotlight titled Wrestling with God. We're going to be in Luke 18, uh, verses 1 through 8. And uh, Jacob's going to read that in a minute. Uh, but first, we want to go back to the Genesis story and why we're talking about this. Um, Jacob, um, even through all his deception, all of his lies, even, even though he is in the wrong uh, most of the time, and it looks like that. Um, you can't deny that he is persistent, and he wants this blessing from his family, from man, um, this approval. Uh, but he also, uh, as we see in the story, that uh, he wrestles with God all night, and he wants this blessing from God, and he is persistent uh, no matter what. Uh, and uh, so, so Jacob, uh, let's read the, the spotlight scripture uh, that highlights this uh, characteristic about, about Jacob. Yeah, so if, if you're following along, it's Luke 18, chapter 1 through, uh, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. 
and it's the parable of the persistent widow. So before we talk about it, I think it, it would be good just for us to hear it and let it sink into our hearts a little bit. It says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come back and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith. Will he find faith on the earth? So I, th I think it's clear here a, a couple things. One, Jesus is comparing an, how an unjust judge reacts to uh, uh, persistence or nagging, you could even say, um, how an unjust judge is going to respond to that, and then how a righteous God uh, will respond to the same nagging about injustices. And, uh, and, the, and the key here is that what's going to get both of their attention is the same thing. It's persistently going to the one who can change the decision. So if you go to unjust judge over and over and over again, even though he doesn't care anything about justice or the things of God, just so he just so the nagging will cease, he will give that person what they want. And if that's what an unjust judge will do, how much more, how much quicker would a righteous God respond to someone who's coming to him with uh, concerns about injustice and concerns about, uh, uh, yeah, just injustices in our world or in their life. Uh, he said, of course, I'll respond and I'll respond quickly to that. Uh, so I, I, this persistence is, um, is beautiful. There's a bunch of stories. Do any other stories come to mind uh, when, when you think about how Jesus responded to persistence in the Bible? Oh yeah, I'm. I mean, um, with the woman that was bleeding, uh, she was fighting through the crowd to get to Jesus and tugged on his uh, tassel, and he looks around and uh, he's he's asked he asks his disciples who touched me, and they're like, "There's people pressing around us," hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, but she had she she really fought to get to Jesus um, and showed that persistence that you're talking about. And then I think uh, even before we started talking, we talked about the, the men that went to the rooftop and lowered their friend through the, the roof. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, I haven't seen faith like this yeah. <laughs> before. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of stories in the, in the new Testament that talk about um, this 
And I think that um, even outside the Bible, and we're, we're talking to baseball players um, in our D groups, um, I think baseball is a, a game of challenges that you have to push through a lot of the time when you're in a slump. Um, uh, I think we've mentioned, I mean, and most people know if they play the game that your average is below 500 hmm. most of the time. And so you're failing most of the time and you've got to push through that as a hitter. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think you're on top of your game all the time. When you're a pitcher, you have to push through in and throwing strikes or hitting your spots. Um, there's just a lot of pieces in the game that you could probably relate to your D group guys, um, that you have to be persistent, um, as a baseball player as well. Um, yeah, so, I think. What do you just, think about that, Jacob? Yeah, I think it's a perfect indication that you 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 practice. You know, in today's world, you practice really around. You think about high school programs that you've got. You know, throwing and conditioning all fall. Then you're doing. You know, pitchers are doing velocity training all winter, and then you got workouts and. You go into hitting lessons, and then the season starts, and you've got, you know, six weeks of practice uh, before you ever actually play anything. And then you play a game, and then you practice three more times, and then you play another game, and then it's there's just this this persistence in accomplishing goals or tasks that you can't just show up on game day and and expect to you know to succeed or to have any kind of success at all there there comes a lot of uh percentages and anyone who does that is not on the team or would not be successful so you baseball is a perfect example football all of sports are really a good example you play on saturday or you play on sunday and then you practice all week for another opportunity to play that's a that's a an example of persistence and in our lives a lot of time in our spiritual life we just think that we ought to have all this stuff together or, or god ought to just give me what i want but there's no there's no persistence in seeking that or going to the father and asking him that over and over and over so that when we have the opportunity to share or to minister to someone we've we've already done the persistent hard work of going to the Father and asking for the things that we desire and want. Yeah, and our, I think one of the biggest things that we can get out of this week is the persistence in prayer, which I don't think a lot of times we invest what we should invest in prayer. Um, and this is... this. Uh, this spotlight when it's talking about the persistent widow, um, this is obviously a, um, this is a parable about us approaching God with concerns. Mm. And, uh, gosh, when Jesus came and died on the, on the cross and the veil was torn, um, that, that is an indicator that is showing us that we have access to God <laughs> all the time. And how, how often do we, do we use that access? It's just like we, um, I think it's so easy to not use that access. Um, yeah, I, I, in, in my personal life, you know, 
And, you know, what's a real concern is I've been talking about this for about three years now, is that one glaring um, uh, chink in my spiritual armor is that my my lack of persistence and dependence on on prayer, praying for the same things. I pray, but, you know, I'm much better at, at studying my Bible and and ministering, bearing other people's burdens. And, and there's other things that I think that come more easily or natural to me. But one thing that is a chink of my armor is it is to persistently pray for for people or situations or injustices in this world to like I may for a day or two and even if it's really on my heart maybe for a week but to consistently pray over people and and things is really difficult for for me yeah and I think um, a lot of people would say the same thing too. You're not alone in what, that. Why I do you think that? Think. Why? Why do you think that is? It's a it's a it's a trust issue. Um, do we really trust God with our problems? Uh, do we believe in His sovereignty? Hmm. Um, but. Even more than that, we're so focused on on things that will give us immediate results. And we you probably heard, I mean, it's cliche now, the microwave society that we live in, where you put your food into the microwave and it heats up in 30 seconds. And so uh, that I think that pour that pours into our spiritual life as well. And this week, um, this this leads us right into the challenge that we have this week. If you turn in your journal to page 188, the challenge this week is to actually write down prayers that you have. Five people or situations um, that you can pe- pray about over this week in persistence, uh, like we've talked about this week on the podcast, um, mirror- mirroring the persistent widow and and how Jacob lived his life. Um, so um, I, I, I just, we'll, we'll be praying together. Uh, I think this week, um, I'm really just trusting in God's sovereignty and his, his power over situations. And I think it'll be really good for, for D groups this week. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms 
Full Count Ministries exists to create disciples using the game of baseball. We are a non-profit ministry, and if you have benefited from this resource, we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel, giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel, and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.